The following is a message by Dr. Howell Jones from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. And so, Lord, together with those who have gone before us in the faith and fear of Christ through thy grace, we join our voices this morning in thanksgiving to thee for him and so great salvation. And as we do so, we anticipate those for whom he died who yet have to be quickened and made alive and brought in faith to him through the word of the gospel and made to triumph in life through death and to reign with him forever. Be pleased, O Lord, to fill our minds and hearts with great gratitude and joy and peace and to know that nothing can separate us from thy love in him, not even death and the tomb. Cure us for his sake. Amen. Seated, please. We turn this morning to the closing verses of John's Gospel, chapter 19. John, chapter 19, verses 38 through 42. Let us hear the word of God. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. May God bless to us his word. We have before us this morning the last significant event that followed immediately upon the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this, namely his burial, like the others, shows God's approval of him and his work. His identification of him as son and messiah and his work as the savior of sinners. The burial of the Lord Jesus Christ is recorded in all four gospels and perhaps tends to be overlooked. Pressure of the Christian calendar and our own week often means that Good Friday is succeeded in terms of what we recollect about our Lord's great work on behalf of his people, in terms of his death on the one hand and then his glorious resurrection on the other. 
And while it is, of course, true that the death and the resurrection are of greater significance in terms of the accomplishment of our redemption than his burial, yet his burial is not just a historical fact proving the reality of his death on the one hand and proving in advance the reality of his physical resurrection from the dead on the other. The burial has a significance in itself. And here in John's Gospel, we have the fullest account of it. Nicodemus is mentioned, as well as Joseph of Arimathea, who is mentioned by himself in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And John has all the relevant detail apart from mentioning the fact that a great stone uh, was rolled in the mouth of the cave. Uh, We've just read John's account together, and it's packed with detail, retrospective detail in what is said about uh, Joseph of Arimathea on the one hand and Nicodemus on the other, but also contemporaneous recording of what it was that was actually done. And everything, therefore, is significant in it. Everything should be noted. And uh, here is the kind of passage in Holy Scripture which calls for devotional meditation on it. Uh, Here is an incident that stands in such stark contrast to what had immediately taken place over the previous six hours and the day before. And therefore, we who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ may pick up this portion of Scripture with a measure of relief and joy and gratitude and adoration, and so we should. And devotional commentators have done that, and what they've written can help us in doing it. John, however, seems to be just setting out detail, functioning as a kind of observer reporter. Of course, he isn't dispassionate in what he records. Remember his purpose in writing this whole gospel. It is that people should believe and continue to believe. And so as we read these words together, we should not pass them over quickly, but tell ourselves to notice what we read, to think about what we read, to believe what we read, to live which was his purpose in writing the gospel, wasn't it? To live through what he has recorded for us. Well, we have a few moments this morning uh, to uh, ponder what took place. And here are a, here is the way in which I suggest we can perhaps do so, given the amount of time that we have. There's one word that recurs in these verses. Uh, We might therefore be pardoned for thinking that John intended it to be noted and pondered. Three times he uses it. That's a great delight for a preacher, isn't it? There are lots of three-point preachers in the Bible. Well, John mentions this word three times. It's the word Jews. 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 The burial of Jesus 
was a very Jewish event. In point of fact, it was a burial fit for a king, fit for the king of the Jews. Remember how often that recurs in the Gospel of John. There in verse 38, the words, for fear of the Jews. Verse 40, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Verse 42, because it was the day of the preparation of the Jews. The Jews, the Jews, he's focusing attention on this and doing so in order to pay recognition, to express his testimony and to create in the minds and hearts of those to whom he writes that the one who was crucified because he wasn't the king of the Jews was in reality who he claimed to be. First of all, in verse 38, for fear of the Jews. That sets his burial against the background of Jewish rejection, doesn't it? And the threat of expulsion from the synagogue of anyone who owned him as the Christ. He came to his own. His own received him not. That man born blind, when the Sanhedrin questioned his parents about him, they wanted him to make the definitive statement because the Jews had declared that if anyone confessed Jesus as Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Religious and social and domestic family ostracism, no doubt, and perhaps worse. And then come the trial. King of the Jews. We have no king but Caesar. Pilate wrote a superscription, put it over the cross. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. And they come to him, the Jewish rulers, and say, don't. Say that. Say, he said, I am the king of what I have written. I have written. A moment of glory for Pilate. What I have written, I have written. He was crucified because it was said he was not who he said he was. The burial says he was who he said he was. And lo and behold, two Jews agreed. And they weren't nobodies. The common people heard him gladly. But here were were Joseph of Arimathea, wealthy Jew, Nicodemus, an influential Jew. And whether they both conspired to do what they did, or whether it was providence that directed and disposed each to do what he did at the time when he did it, here they come together, giving the lie, you remember, to the Sanhedrin's claim. No one of the rulers has believed in him, have they? Yes, they did. And even though one was too weak in faith to make such a declaration, his weak faith was not unbelief. And though the other came to Jesus by night, and why did he do so, we're not told. Here he is in the light. 
Judas goes out from the light into the night. Joseph and Nicodemus come out of the dark into the light. Not on account of his miracles, but on account of his death. Joseph, we are told, waited for the kingdom of God. Nicodemus too, no doubt. And they saw it, as did Simeon in the temple. In the death of Jesus of Nazareth, they saw the king and the kingdom. And so, they both act in this way on behalf of the king. The fear that the Jews inspired is broken by the glory that they've seen in the face of Jesus Christ and him crucified. But then secondly, verse 40, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now remember, the Jewish leaders had come to Pilate and asked that the legs of the three that had been crucified should be broken, that they should be taken away. We're told why that was the case. They didn't want to infringe their religious scruples and have bodies hanging on crosses. Given the approach of the Sabbath and the sacredness of that feast. But they had to have permission from Pilate because it was the practice that bodies, particularly of those that had committed sedition, were left hanging on crosses at the will of the governor for further ravaging by wild birds and creatures. And while a Jewish family could ask for a body of a family member to be given for interment, that was a risky thing to do given that sedition was the crime. And even, even supposing that permission were given, the body of one crucified, accursed, would not be put in a family tomb, but in a common grave. And that probably is what these Jewish leaders had in mind. Take them all down, put them all in a common grave. Certainly, that Jesus of Nazareth should have been buried according to the burial custom of the Jews was the furthest from their minds. But that is what happened. And it was what was predicted. They, using E.J. Young's translation of Isaiah 53.9, they would have made his grave with the wicked, the two thieves with whom he had suffered. But he was with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Here indeed was a burial fit for a king. Do you remember what Jeremiah said about Jehoiakim? That complete antithesis of what a covenant king should be. He would be dragged and dumped like a donkey outside the gates of Jerusalem. Leaving a body unburied was a sign of further ignominy 
and shame and the curse. Here is a burial that indicated divine acceptance and approval. He is the king of the Jews and linens and spices half a hundred weights worth. Probably servants were involved along with Joseph and Nicodemus who could have carried all this. Anyway, that's what happened. Here was someone who was a true Jew, who was the only Jew, who was Israel reduced to one. And if anyone deserved the burial, such a burial, it was he and no one else. And he got it. And he got it by the amazing intervention of God providentially overcoming all the plans and opposition of his opponents those who were Jews but were not Jews and he was given this honorable interment for fear of the Jews as is the burial custom of the Jews and thirdly because it was the day of because it was the Sabbath coming There was time pressure involved. From a Jewish point of view. And that is what. Directed them. To a place as near. To the cross as possible. Joseph had a tomb there. No one. Had been laying in it before. There they laid the body of Jesus because the Sabbath was imminent. His work had been done, you see. Six days toil were over. Here is that day that speaks of rest with God. Rest in God. Rest achieved, rest accomplished. The beginning of the new creation typified. Each day's work, Genesis 1 tells us, was good. But then come that last day. God looked on all that he had made and behold, it was very good. And here is the divine imprimatur attached to the corpse Jesus Christ telling you and me he is the Savior he is the Messiah and he is the one who will bring the new heavens and the new earth into being and who will raise all who trust in him incorruptible even as he was let us pray Receive our thanks, blessed God, for thy most holy word. We marvel at its truth. Thank thee that there is some grain of appreciation in our minds and hearts for it. Thou hast planted that seed there, the incorruptible seed of the word of God by the mysterious invincible power of the Holy Spirit leading and pointing us all at the Spirit's direction to Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, 
the Son of the living God, and in him to endless life. Receive our thanks, grant thy blessing for his sake. Amen. Copyright 2008, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way, and you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this broadcast on our website is preferred.